I first want to thank all the kids for a great job on that service this morning and the singing. That was incredible and the everything. And also, that, that happens as a cooperation of all of our kids' ministry workers. So, the Villons, the McDonald's, Jane and Vivian. So, thank you guys. Duncan on the drums. Jonathan on the guitar. That was great. And, of course, the preteens came early this morning and set up the service. And they also served us the communion. So, big thank you to all the preteens as well. That was awesome. So there's a revolution going on in the youth. It's, this week it's the kids. Last week it was the teens preaching the word of God. That was awesome. I watched Timothy and Caleb on Facebook preach at the service. They did a fantastic job. And also, that was awesome. And also Mitch was baptized last Sunday, which was really cool. And to follow suit, Iris will be baptized today, 1 o'clock at Hern Bay Beach, which is really awesome. And just for more good news for that family, Tim got a job here in Auckland, so he'll be here in Auckland now. It's awesome. Great job, bro. Lots of good news going on. And then our sister Tosh from the Sydney Church is visiting. Here she is. Can you stand up and say hi? I think that's all. If, if you're here visiting and I forgot about you, we still love you, but there's just lots, lots going on. So today we have the kids in the service, so the, the, the lesson is a bit shorter, but it's still meaty. Yeah. All right? So because when you have the kids in the service, the most likely book you turn to, of course, is the book of Chronicles. <laughs> because that's a kid-friendly book. So turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 34, and we'll have a really quick lesson from the Bible about young people and how God wants to use young people in 2 Chronicles 34. A quick history lesson, because history is important to know, especially about the Bible. Israel as a nation was ruled by three kings, Saul, David, and Solomon, for about 40 years apiece. At that time, Israel was one big nation. And a king ruled over the entire nation. After Solomon, though, the kingdom splits into a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. And during that time, there's a total of about 40 different kings that rule over those kingdoms. And most are bad, many are evil, and very few are good. It's a grim picture for the kingdom of Israel. Josiah, on the right side... In yellow, you probably can't see him, but he was one of the better kings, which we'll look at today and learn three things from his life. Josiah is a very interesting character, but it's also very appropriate as we have the kids in here to learn about his life. Let's pray and look at three things from 2 Chronicles chapter 34. God, we're so grateful for the cross and the communion that we took this morning and just the impact that grace does have on our lives. We also are so grateful for the kids. They're memorizing the scripture and presenting us the Beatitudes. Father, help us all to become like children and help your spirit to illuminate our minds and hearts to follow your son Jesus more closely. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. First point, God uses the youth. 2 Chronicles 34, verse 1, Josiah, get ready for this, was eight years old when he became king. That's right. Uh, That's right. There's an amen and a a discussion going on amongst. (laughs) And he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. 
He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. In the eighth year of his reign, so he's now how old, kids? He's 16. Thank you, whoever that was. (laughs) Abhijit still thinks he's a kid, but he's growing a beard. He's a bearded kid. And it does say while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. In the 12th year, how old is he now? He's 20. In the 12th year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of high places, Asherpoles, and idols. Under his direction, the altars of the Baals were torn down. He cut to pieces the incense altars that were above them and smashed, Hulk smashed, the Asherpoles and the idols. These he broke to pieces and scattered over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He's 20 years old. Remember that. He burned the bones of the priests on their altars. So he purged Judah and Jerusalem and the towns of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon as far as Naphtali. And in the ruins around them, he tore down the altars and the Asherah poles and crushed the idols to powder and cut to pieces all the incense altars throughout Israel. Then he went back to Jerusalem. You got to love how that just ends like that. And so here it is. He's an eight-year-old king. Now here's the deal. Leopold, stand up. I present to you King Leopold. King Leopold. How old are you, Leopold? Eight years old. Now this helps you get a little bit of perspective, right? Leopold now runs the country. King Leopold, what's the first thing you want to do? He needs some instruction, as we see. You can imagine, so we see immediately that this eight-year-old king needed some instruction, godly influence in his life, and it says in the first couple of verses, he did what was right, in verse 2, of the eyes of the Lord, and followed the ways of his father David, not turning to the right or to the left. He clearly had some tutors in his life helping him to be more godly, just like we have kids' ministry workers helping our kids to be more godly. We have parents and preteen workers and teen workers all trying to influence our children to be godly. In verse 3, though, now he's 16. And while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. So at 16, he kind of is a little bit older now, and he sees what's going on in Israel. He says, I've been influenced by godly people, but now on my own, I'm going to seek God. And there is a time when children start to grow up and become teenagers and they look around at the world and they say, you know what? I've been influenced by kids, ministry workers and my parents and preteen and teen workers, but I want to seek God on my own. I want to have my own convictions. I want to seek God. And then at the age of 20, this dude gets radical. So he's been influenced from a young age. He started to seek God on his own. Now he's 20. His convictions are firm and they're deep. And God uses him to go on a smashing tour of all the idols in the area. And he cuts them down. He burns them. He smashes some to powder. This is a 20-year-old university kid. Imagine, in 12 years, Leopold, at age 20, Auckland University, comes back to the church. And starts a reform. 
and says, I'm tired of people being late to church. Everybody get to church on time. King Leopold, is, he's coming to do business. And he goes on these reforms. Imagine the reaction that we would all have. Man, I've known you since you were eight years old, Leopold. That's the potential reaction. But, but Israel wanted this because God used young people to raise the standard. All the kids, I want you guys to stand up. If you're under the age of 18, please get on your feet. Abajit, remain seated. I know you think. Now, here's the deal. That's a good crew, okay? Some are standing on chairs. That's awesome. Look at, God wants to use, this is, God wants to use you guys. And in the next decade, you guys will be seeking God on your own and reforming Christianity in a good and healthy way, okay? God wants to use our youth. You can have a seat now. Now the old people, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not, mm. <laughs> Josiah, at eight years old, is an example of God using young people. And we have that in our church, and God wants to use you. You're never too be young. You're never too young to be used by God. He used this guy, and he completely changed the landscape of Israel. In verses 9 through 13, he collects money to help rebuild the temple. And that's what happens through 9 and through, through 13. Let's pick up in verse 14 for our second point. Responding to God's word. In verse 14, he's given money because he says, hey, church doesn't look so good. We want to put some money in it. We want to build a better building. We want to invest in the temple. While they were bringing out the money that had been taken into the temple of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord that had been given through Moses. Hilkiah said to Shaphan the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. He gave it to Shaphan. Then Shaphan took the book to the king and reported to him, your officials are doing everything that has been committed to them. In other words, we're rebuilding the temple. It's looking good. They've paid out the money that was in the temple of the Lord and have entrusted it to the supervisors and workers. Then Shaphan, the secretary, informed the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the law, he tore his robes. He gave orders to Hilkiah, Ahakam, son of Shaphan, Abdon, son of Micah, Shaphan, the secretary, and the rest of these guys' names are hard to pronounce. In verse 21, go inquire of the Lord for me and for the remnant in Israel and Judah about what is written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that is poured out on us because those who have gone before us have not kept the word of the Lord, that they have not acted in accordance with all that is written in this book. And then they go get advice from this prophetess and they say, what does all this stuff mean? And the prophetess says this, you guys haven't been doing good. God's going to give you some consequences. But because Josiah was humble when he responded to the Bible or the, the book of the law, it's not going to happen during his lifetime. Because he responded in such a way, it won't happen. 23 years later, Babylon will come, capture Jerusalem, and take him into exile. But it's stalled because he hears the book of the law and he tears his robes and he cries out, We haven't listened to the Bible. What's crazy is it had been absent for so long. 
and it was in the temple. Here's, here's what an early picture of the temple looked like. That's a Minecraft temple. Because I'm young and I'm cool and I'm hip and I know what's going on with the young people these days. That's Minecraft. That's what the temple looked like. So they're building the temple. And the, the copies of the law had been lost somehow. It's, it's possible that Manasseh, who was a bad king, just wipes them out. Gets rid of the book of the law. But in buildings, in the cornerstone, they would put important pieces. Often they would put literature in the cornerstones. And so as they're rebuilding this temple, it's like coming to church. Nobody has a Bible. But suddenly, under the chair, I found the Bible. And they bring it to the king and they say, hey, look, we found the book of the law. And they start reading it. And how does Josiah respond? Well, that's nice, but do you know my resume, my CV? Do you know what I've done my whole entire youth? I've smashed idols. I've ground them to powder. I've gone on a tour. Look how impressive and spiritual I am. I don't need the book of the law. That's not his response. He tears his robe. No! I want all the kids to stand up and mimic this here. We just just need a loud growl. Like, no! Stand up and growl. Like, and say, no! That's it, Fleur. We need to get that on film. That that was the response of Josiah. (laughs) Because he realized... They had not been obeying God's word. Now, what's your initial response to the Bible? Is it, oh, you, wait, let, you, let, me, let me tell you how spiritual I am and how spiritual I've been and how old and mature I am as a Christian. It's easier as you get older as a Christian to say, but look at my life up until this point. But when the word of God comes before you, how do you respond? And as we get older, we develop strong opinions in certain areas, and that's fine. But when you're confronted with clear scripture, how do you respond? How do you respond? What length does God have to go to to get your attention? Josiah just heard it. If you read in the Bible, it says he just simply heard the words of the Lord and tore his robes. Often we let culture influence us more than the scriptures. We we respond and get so overwhelmed and impressed by culture, but not as much by the word of God. That's wrong. This is the image of a man, a young man, responding in humility to God's word. And it wasn't because his life was godly that he spared him in Israel. It was because he responded humbly to the word of God. That's a key point because it's not our faithfulness, it's not our deeds that prevent God from destroying us. It's the faithfulness of Jesus. That's the New Testament image. Jesus is the one responding in humility on our behalf to prevent God from destroying us. But the question is, how do you and how do we respond to the word of God? We we all must respond with humility. Amen? Amen? Third and last, everyone should hear. In verse 29... Josiah called together all the elders and Jerusalem. He went up to the temple of the Lord with the people of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the Levites, all the people from the least to the greatest. Go get everybody. I don't care who you are. You got to come and you got to listen. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant. Now imagine bringing all your kids in for that sermon. 
<laughs> Alan, it's coming, bro. But that's what happened in verse 31. The king stood by his pillar, renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord, keep his commands and statutes and decrees with all his heart and all his soul to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. Then he had everyone in Jerusalem and Benjamin pledge themselves to it. The people of Jerusalem did this in accordance with the covenant of God, the God of their ancestors. Josiah removed all the detestable idols from all the territory belonging to the Israelites. And he had all those who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God. As long as he lived, they did not fail to follow the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Not only does he respond in humility, but he says, hey, everybody needs to hear this. That's the response of someone who follows Jesus. You, you understand the message of the cross and you say, everybody needs to hear this. What Scott talked about in the communion, everybody needs to hear this. That's what Josiah does. That's what our church should be about. Kids, feel free to ask your parents on the way home. Hey, mom, hey, dad, who are you praying for? Who are you trying to reach out to? Who are you trying to let hear the gospel? Because your kids need to see us reaching out to people because everybody should hear. That's the pattern in the New Testament. That's the pattern that should be in our church. I want to show us a quick video about how this is demonstrated in our sister church in India. Come on, India. That's very inspiring. One person said, I have to share the gospel. And it, the chain goes on and on and on. And from one person to 37, that's amazing. But it all started with a young man or a young woman who believed that this was the message that changed lives. As we conclude, I just want to have everybody 18 and understand once more. If you're 18 or under, please stand. I want us to get a good look at this group. There's a, there's a bulk over here and a bulk back on the wall there. Hey, church, it's, it's very clear that God wants to use this group to continue his message. It's evident in the scriptures. It's evident throughout history. And for those standing, God wants you to experience him in a personal way as well. Not just from your kids, kingdom teachers, not just from your parents, not just from us, but you experience God in a personal way as well. You can all sit down. And lastly, in addition to the kids and the youth responding, all of us need to respond with humility to the word of God. When you're presented with the word of God, it's humility that impresses God. And everybody needs to hear the message. You sharing with one, peop one person may start a chain reaction that changes the landscape of Auckland. It's been a great time worshiping this morning. The call for us in Auckland is to be people that allow God to use us in a way as we respond humbly to his word. Amen. Amen.